This is Parent Them Successful with author and licensed educational psychologist, Jessica Shields. Your child no longer has to struggle. On this parenting podcast, we unravel the complexities of the education system, give insight into intervention services, and offer encouragement and tools alongside your parenting journey. It's time for your child to thrive. Welcome your host, LEP educator and mom of four, Jessica Shields. All right, welcome to the Parent Them Successful podcast. I am so glad you are tuning in. Today, I'm having a very important conversation around the importance of really having and spending quality uh, quality time as a parent with your child. So we're really going to have a very good conversation centered around parent-child interaction. So this is important. Let me tell you, spending intentional time with your kids really influences, yep, behavior. Yes, it does. And so I have a very special guest with us today, Dr. Shay Kuna, and she is going to be giving us all the goods on what we need to do to be intentional. And I love that she has something special for us at the end. So at the end, she's actually going to be sharing about what the research says on exactly how much time is considered enough. Like there is a number. Wow. I didn't even know that. So stick around to find out how much time that is. And also for this week's parenting challenge and your loving reminder, because you definitely don't want to miss that. But first, let me share a little with you about Dr. Shea. She has a specialist degree from Nova Southern East Southeastern University and her doctorate in school psychology from Aragacy University in Sarasota, Florida. And she has a strong background in preschool education and is an expert in pre-K special education evaluations, including having a background as a coordinator, so for Head Start Disabilities. And currently, Dr. Shea continues to serve the field as an adjunct faculty member for the Masters of Education program at the University of Arizona, the global campus. And she is also the owner of Star Psychology, continuing to serve families as a licensed school psychologist and parent-child interaction therapist all the way in Lakeland, Florida. She has about 15 years experience in education that continues to benefit students and families alike. Welcome, Dr. Shay. How are you? Thank you, Jessica. I'm doing very well. You know, um, I am so excited about having this conversation today because it's so important for parents to really be intentional with how, you know, how we are showing up for our children and how we are really spending that time and making sure it's quality time. And Absolutely. I know, and you work with a certain age group. What age group is this for today? This is going to be for children ages two to seven today. It really can be applied to children of all ages, but works well when your children are very young. Awesome. I love that because you know what? I have a five-year-old, so I'm really going to be paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. And I also get to uh, service 
students uh, in elementary schools. So this mm-hmm. is definitely going to be a very good conversation. Um, yes, so, I look forward to it. So can you tell us a little bit about the problem that you're seeing centered around this topic? So the problem that I typically see is children just have really big emotions mm-hmm. and children often just have a hard time displaying them. It looks like to their parents as disrespect or complete meltdowns or having just outbursts and tantrums. And so I see this problem oftentimes in my private practice where parents are just concerned with like what to do next. How do I help them? Um, How do we get around this problem? You know, I'm glad you said uh, you are looking at the big emotions. That is a term that's been really widely used lately. What does that mean? When we hear big emotions, it's not really familiar with everybody, but Mm -hmm. what what do we mean by that? You know, I'd love to encourage people to be understanding that all emotions are welcome. So you are welcome to feel all of the anger, um, the frustration, the upset that you may endure in your daily life. But it's when the emotions becomes too big for one to handle. So -hmm. just your basic emotions that might be emphasized or overly emphasized is what I'm referring to when I say big emotions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad you clarified because we want to make sure, um, you know, when we say big emotions, what does that look like? And and how can parents even uh, begin to break that down and to understand it, you know? And I know in the field, we use these terms and it's like, oh yeah, well, let's back up and explain (laughs) exactly what that looks like. So I appreciate that. Um, You know, so parents often, it's hard. I mean, it's definitely hard when your child is in that moment of having this big emotion, this meltdown. It's embarrassing, Mm -hmm. Dr. Uh, (laughs) Dr. Shea. Yes, you're in the grocery store. <laughs> exactly. Yes. It could be very embarrassing when you're out in public, when others are staring at you and you're not sure what to do and your child doesn't know how to maintain their own emotions. Yeah. It could be a whole range of emotions at that time for the child and the parent. I'm thinking the parent might be having some big emotions in that moment, right? <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Our parenting really does influence our mental health. And so being able to find ways to help your child um, manage their own emotions will help you as well as a parent be able to navigate your emotions, too. You know, that's um, interesting that you say that because, I mean, we know this. We've heard this. A lot of our parenting is really based on how we were parented. And so... Yeah, we're like just kind of basing it off of what we experienced. (laughs) Maybe we're kind of guessing our way through. Um, And and I'm thinking you're making me think about if you come from a family where you're not really good or it's not really promoted to express yourself like this can really be a difficult area to navigate helping your child navigate through their emotions if you are having a problem yourself you know Mm -hmm. do you see that come through your office often or are most parents like well regulated and they know (laughs) how to even regulate their own like what do you know yeah oftentimes when parents do come in to seek help they've reached the point to where they can't manage it on their own and Mm -hmm. so it's been become so exacerbated that they really it's really taking a toll on their mental health and that could look like Um, some anxiety, 
some mm-hmm. parents come in really depressed, um, just unsure what to do and where to turn. And so oftentimes parents that come in along with their children often share the same kind of emotional difficulties in managing that altogether. Mm, mm, wow, that's interesting. And that's good to know that, you know, if a parent a parent's listening and thinking, hey, that's me, I'm mm-hmm. overwhelmed, you know, it's good yeah. to know and it's comforting, at least for me, to know mm-hmm. that I'm not by myself. And Absolutely. I don't even have to be perfect in this whole journey <laughs> because mm-hmm. it is it can be overwhelming at times, especially if you have a child with special needs. I, I don't know mm-hmm. if, if you deal with a lot of children with special needs or they're not with have, you know, they don't have a disability. What does your mm-hmm. clientele look like? My clientele is very diverse. So mm-hmm. children come in who look like um, they might you know, fit the criteria for a DSM diagnosis, um, mm-hmm. but may not be already tested or they do come in um, with a certain type of di- diagnosis. So it really doesn't matter to me. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, I'm here to just treat the symptoms and help parents and children um, find that relationship, that warmth in their relationship so that they can build upon one another and learn from another. I love that because I love that the fact that you're focusing on those symptoms, you know, yes. and thank you for saying it doesn't matter because sometimes parents, especially ones who have children with some type of diagnosed disability, they feel like, oh, it is just me. It's only because I have a kid who has this diagnosis when that's not true. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be uh, other other types of children who just you know, just, just need a lot of help with managing their emotions and the, and the parent as well to get those parenting tips. And yeah. if this problem, you know, sometimes when we have this problem and we're sitting on it for so long, there can be some consequences to waiting uh, for too long to, you know, before addressing this issue. Have you seen any difference between uh, parents who come in right away versus parents who waited quite some time and have gotten the early intervention. Is that something that you see a difference in or you can tell us about that? Absolutely. Um, I always say that early intervention is key. Mm-hmm. Really, um, parents' confidence is depleted if they are trying over and over on their own for many years mm-hmm. to figure out what's going on with their child and understand their emotions without more of that professional outlook. Parents have more confidence. Um, They are able to help their child identify with their emotions a little bit easier when Mm -hmm. they're younger. As they become older, certain trends begin to develop in the household and children begin to, you know, express behaviors that receive certain attentions, whether it be negative or positive. And that Mm -hmm. becomes like a, a mode in their home. They're constantly doing it over and over again, and it's hard to get out of that cycle. But when they come in for early intervention and they avoid that wait and see method to see what's going to happen later, Mm -hmm. um, their confidence is much more strong. And then their child and parent relationship is deeply developed um, at an early stage. That intricate early stage is key there. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm 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 just so glad you're saying everything you're saying because I always say early intervention is the best intervention. Uh-huh. It doesn't mean that it's too late. It just means it's going to get a little harder the longer exactly. you wait. Yes. Yes, it's not impossible um to address. However, it does just become a little bit more difficult um, mm-hmm. as a child gets older. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. So early intervention is going to be key. It is the very best intervention when you're having some concerns about your child's behavior or overall development. Why? It's because the child is most moldable when they're really young, right? Mm -hmm. You're able to um, impart on them value values that you have in your family, parenting values that you want to instill, it's best to do it early on. And then you can target any concerns that you have at that age too. Wow. Yeah, I agree because um, of course their brains are still learning. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and this is where we begin to really create our perception of the world, even as we are right. young, because as we get older, it's like, we always got to look back to when we were a kid. What do we learn that we have to unlearn? Or <laughs> it's always yes. pointing back to when you were a kid. So those mm-hmm. early experiences are definitely important. I hope that, you know, someone who's listening to this may be saying, yeah, I've, I've tried the wait to see method. Maybe I need to stop the waiting and start seeking help and, and taking those steps to toward getting some support. You know, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to look for outside resources to help with those types of issues. And uh, you're one of them, you know, and I, <laughs> that's awesome that you're in that area. And, and what you're doing, is it virtual only or is it a hybrid? If someone listening wants to seek out for some support from you, then are you able to give that support outside of your area in Florida? So unfortunately, I'm only licensed in Florida. Okay. But um, I do offer um, virtual therapy through mm-hmm. Florida. And then I also have an ebook that's available. And so that's a way to kind of extend my services to people who may not reside in my area, but who still want to build on that connection piece. And I know that, you know, we, we're here to really talk about spending quality time, but, mm-hmm. and, and when you said that this is linked to behavior, can yes. you talk more about that? That's interesting. Absolutely. So when we think about behavior in general, Behaviors that are most likely to occur are the ones that have the most attention. So when a child is very young, being able to have that selective um, attention skills as a parent is really really great. They are able to see what behaviors they exhibit that get the most attention and behaviors that don't, parents learn to kind of stray away from. Mm -hmm. I hope that kind of answers the question. I'm not sure. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you talk about those big emotions... Yeah. And and you're saying that they basically are craving some type of attention a lot of times. Exactly. Yes. Behavior is communication. So Mm -hmm. when they are exhibiting these types of behaviors and they can look like a variety of things, parents, when they target their children really young, they're able to kind of show them and help them learn what types of behaviors can receive attention and the ones that are less preferred are more ignored. But it's that's hard to do, Dr. Shea. It is. It's probably the hardest thing, um, especially in the PCIT program, to teach parents how to do that selective ignoring. And you're really molding your child and helping them mm-hmm. understand um, the world and how they should react in the world that's most appropriate just through that selective ignoring piece. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, but what if they're tearing up the house? Right. At what point do we stop ignoring in that behavior? (laughs) I'm thinking about myself, Dr. Shay. (laughs) Yes. Well, like we said, it is the hardest to do to ignore that um, behavior. However, 
um, it often gets worse before it gets better. And your child is trying to communicate something to you if they mm-hmm. are tearing up the house, if they're crawling on the floor crying, um, if they're cursing you out. They're trying to communicate something to you. So it's really about um, finding time um, for them to explore those emotions. But then outside of that, when it becomes too obnoxious, um, mm-hmm. just ignoring that in general. Yeah. And and so you talk about spending time in this quality mm-hmm. time. What does that look like? Is it like sitting on the couch with them? Um, mm-hmm. And we're talking about younger children. So is it playing a game? I mean, what does it actually look like if we can visualize it? Right. So if we can visualize spending intentional time with your child, I'm going to share with you all um, the best things that allow for open communication that allow for that positive attention that your child is most likely craving mm-hmm. um, and allow for you to teach them things in a, in a warm and in a solidified relationship. So activities that are child-led are your number one. So typically um, you don't want to choose like a game. It's, it's perfectly fine to play games outside of this intentional time, mm-hmm. like a board game or something like that. But you want to choose an activity where your child can be creative, um, where there's really no no clear ending to it. Um, mm-hmm. They can explore Play-Doh, building, magnetiles, drawing, coloring, um, being creative and um, communicating with you through those types of tools that are very open-ended. That's mm-hmm. going to be your best choice of activities when you're looking to spend intentional time with your child, making sure that it's child-led. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that because I also think about children who have communication struggles. And this just mm-hmm. came to mind right now when we are engaging with them and trying to give them language and you can give kids language at any stage, but especially Absolutely. if they have the communication difficulties, because you mm-hmm. said behavior is communication. So we're actually helping right. them communicate but we're giving them words. We're talking to them while we're spending time during this creative process, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's Play-Doh. Oh, look at mine. I have the green Play-Doh. It's so soft and squishy. Yes. <laughs> you know, just using yes. that language to go with this mm-hmm. time that we're spending together to teach them about how to communicate. Yes, exactly. You're modeling appropriate behavior. You're teaching them things that otherwise is hard to teach kids, mm-hmm. but through play that's open-ended and more free. And they're able to learn and soak in a lot more when they're playing. Yes. I love that. And so, you know, I am ready to hear exactly how much time I have to spend. <laughs> Not that I'm <laughs> opposed to it. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, it's nice to have a marker and to see if I'm meeting the standard. That's what I like a marker. (laughs) Right. What does the research say on how much time exactly is considered enough? Well, I want to get to that point, but before we get there, Uh (laughs) there's more to this intentional time that I just want to explore. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah, please. Okay. So we want the play to be child led. And also while you're playing with your child and, um, looking to them for where they're leading you and following their lead. You can use specific skills and praises. So you're praising behaviors that you see um, that you want to see more of. So, oh, um, Joe, you're playing so gently with your toys. I love spending time with you. I love when you um, can share with me. Oh, that was so respectful. So giving some labeled praises while Mm -hmm. you're playing is Mm -hmm. really key. Um, 
like I mentioned before, kids want attention, right? And mm-hmm. sometimes their behavior is communication. So when you're giving them positive attention for behaviors that you want to continue to see, play is a perfect place to label those um, emotions, to label praises for them, that things are they're doing really well. Awesome. And then also, Mm-hmm. Yeah. And while they're playing, you know, let them take the lead, reflect on what they're saying. So if they say, oh, I have green Play-Doh, you do have green Play-Doh. You mm-hmm. know, it's great opportunities to model appropriate language. It helps with modeling speech. Um, and then it shows them that you're really paying attention, that they have your full attention, that you don't they don't have to repeat themselves because you're all there. Um, right. And this undivided time, um, you're reflecting and you can describe what they're doing too. describing, you know, emotions that they may be showing during their play. If they feel frustrated, great opportunity to label that emotion. And, you know, we don't want to rescue our kids all the time when they're experiencing these things, but mm-hmm. we do want to label it and allow for a safe space and a, and a comfortable environment for them to express. Yes, I do feel this way. Um, and then help them identify some coping skills through this play. Wow. Wow. Yes. I, I was just imagining mm-hmm. this on my teenager. <laughs> I know, yes. I know yes. it's for the little ones, but even mm-hmm. for a teenager, wow. I really like the way that you just were so responsible in doing your, the dishes. I didn't exactly. even have to remind you to do it. You just did it. You really growing up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love that you're already thinking of different ways in which you can incorporate it for your older children because it is impactful for children. I mean, adults at any age, we all like to hear what we're doing well. So I love that you're thinking of different ways and variety of things they could you could be praising them for. And I'm not going to try to get into people's marriages, but <laughs> honey, I really am so appreciative. You yes. were so thoughtful in washing the car. It looks so good. I love you, honey. Yes. <laughs> Bringing attention to what really needs that attention. That's wonderful. <laughs> like I'm not trying to be in your marriage, but this stuff works. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and as a, as a person who uh, practices uh, shaping behavior, you know, is what we call it in the schools. There are certain ways that we can reinforce more of what we like. <laughs> and this exactly. is exactly mm-hmm. what you can do to do that. And so we're going to bring it back to the kids. <laughs> okay, back to the kids, back to the kids. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> reinforcing the behavior that we like to see more of. And mm-hmm. it's that positive, specific praise. And then yes. I heard you also say the intentional spending time, but it's child-led activities. Exactly. And and maybe now you'll tell us how much time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Now that I was able to get that out there. Thank you for letting me share. Um, So research says that five minutes is all parents mm -hmm, need to spend with their child daily. Wow. Unintentional time, not on the phone, not watching TV. Um, complete just one-on-one time, only five minutes a day. And, and why is that? Well, research says that it's not too much where it feels like drawn out, mm-hmm. um, where you're practicing these skills that you, you know, you're labeling and describing and it's just overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not too little where it feels like a child feels robbed. Five mm-hmm. minutes is the perfect amount of time to spend with your child daily. 
And but let me is, tell you, and you said a lot ages, of, what ages was this for again? And this is for, this is for two to seven. And this okay. is what the research supports. But listen, okay. like you said, your 17 year old, he or she may need a five minutes with mom time, you know, mm. daily as well. Um, we often, the day goes by so fast. We have so much to do, so much things going on. True. A lot of families can't find that five minutes of, mm. un, you know, intentional time, undivided, just one-on-one. So um, that's the goal here. Five minutes of intentional time with your child directly impacts their behavior. You're giving them a safe and, and a secure environment for them to express themselves, for them to show you a little bit more about who they are, mm-hmm. um, for you to acknowledge what they do well, um, for you to help them identify emotions and coping skills. I mean, so much can be done in that five minutes of time. Wow. And five minutes really doesn't seem like a long time, mm-hmm. but it, it, I'm, and if, if it's a school day, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> what, yep. about, what about when they're out of school? Mm-hmm. It seems like, I, I don't know, I would feel like I need to do more if it's a day where they're not going anywhere doing anything, but that's, you can, ab- yeah, you can absolutely do more. I mean, the, the more, the better, if you can do more, but five minutes is all you really need. Mm. And so outside of that, you know, you can bring out your dolls and pretend play and and Mm -hmm. other things, but that child-led creative play that's open-ended and exploratory, that's what you need to spend um, five minutes a day doing. Wow. I I, I think that's pretty easy. And I'm (laughs) saying that because I haven't really thought about being intentional, but, Uh you know, as, as I get into the challenge, which I'll talk about in a moment. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, I'm challenging myself too to even be more mindful. Am I even doing it? Maybe I'm already right. doing it. I'm just not even mindful of it. So mm-hmm. just being aware, that awareness. Awareness um, is key, yes. Yeah. And so I know you talked about your ebook. You have an ebook. So I do. now you can tell us more about this ebook that we can get. Yay. <laughs> you know, I wrote this ebook or I put it together because I wanted parents to be able to have different options in which they're not sitting and questioning their child all day. Um, if they realize their child is going through um, some sadness or some irritation, you know, questioning your child, what happened? What's wrong? What happened in school? You know, who hurt you? Like that's overwhelming. Kids either mm-hmm. don't have the answer to your questions or, um, they just don't feel like talking to you about it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. this ebook eliminates that whole questioning, um, rapid fire questioning that parents often do with their kids and gives them concrete ideas, which you can sit down with your child and help them explore their emotions um, through open-ended activities. Um, some of them are play. Um, this ebook is really mm-hmm. directed towards families, you know, nurturing that whole openness of the family, being able to talk about their emotions and being transparent. And, you know, this is my high for today. This is my low for today. Mm. Kids need to see that they need to kind of start normalizing the fact that you are able to experience emotions. You can label them. And then there are appropriate ways to express them as well. So this ebook is designed to, with that parent in mind, parent and child, but really the whole family um, can benefit from these, the tools in the ebook. Wow. And I, I will definitely put the link to that too, so that Thank they can you. purchase that directly and get that tool in their hands right away. Thank you for sharing it. Thank you for even uh, coming up with something like that. And yeah. uh, before we end, can, is there any parent advice, any takeaways that you want 
uh, parents to have before the end of the interview? Sure. So I just want to encourage parents, you know, we often think about parenting as um, something that should be really special and (laughs) always enjoyable. But the truth is, it's really, it's really not. There's very obvious challenges in parenting. Um, I want you, all you parents listening to know that if, you know, if you woke up this morning, you're doing an amazing job. (laughs) Um, Just being there for your child is the number one thing that they need to know that they're coming from a loving home within you, um, that they are supported by you and that they are loved by you. That's utmost of what a child needs. Um, Even as they may be having some difficulties with their emotions or behavior, really coming from a loving home and -hmm. you expressing that to them is going to be key, a key foundation in their growth. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge, your gifts, your ebook, all the resources and tools that you provided on spending quality time. I really do appreciate it. So for the parent listening, now I hope that you are thinking about what you can do differently or maybe even better. Or maybe Mm -hmm. you have a friend or a family member in mind who could use this information. This is really, really good. I want you thinking about how you can be better for the children in your life, how you can make an impact. So let me challenge you. I want you to be intentional each day and spend at least five minutes, just like Dr. Shea taught us, spend five minutes daily in that intentional quality time. Okay. And then also I want to leave you with a loving reminder to keep you encouraged. And that is just to be in the moment with your child intentionally. Be in the moment, be mindful. And so I surely hope that this episode has blessed you. And if it has, simply hit the follow or subscribe button so that you don't miss any new episodes. And as you think about that brother, that sister, that cousin or friend who needs this information, simply share the link, parentthemsuccessful.com. Or take a screenshot of the title and text it to them. But the point is, we want to make a big difference in someone else's parenting journey. And if you are the type of parent who is serious about better supporting your child's growth and their development, join my email list for more free content to help you on your parenting journey. You can find it at StrongerMindStrongerYouth.com forward slash join the list. And of course, that will be in the show notes. Hey, I really, really, really are thankful that you are listening and I really do appreciate you. So until next time, be blessed and love on your children. Hello, parent warrior. Do you want the best for your child and desire to give them every opportunity possible to succeed? And are you effectively leveraging their strengths in order to help them reach their maximum potential? If you feel unsure and unclear about exactly how to do this, there is good news. I have an exclusive masterclass that teaches you specifically how to use strength-based practices to help your child leverage their innate gifts and talents to accomplish more. No more guessing games. It's time to really help them shine. 
And for all of my podcast listeners, I'm giving you a special 25% discount. Use the code MPOWER365 exclamation at checkout. That's EMPOWER365 exclamation at the checkout. Your child deserves the very best. So enroll at StrongerMindsStrongerYouth.com. Thank you for listening to the Parent Them Successful with licensed educational psychologist, Jessica Shields. We're so glad you've joined us and would love to connect with you outside of the show. To find more information about our services, the Empower House Academy, or to take our quiz, What's Your Parenting Style? Go to StrongerMindStrongerYouth.com. Feel free to email us directly at info at StrongerMindStrongerYouth.com. We'd love to hear from you. Other ways to stay connected are on Instagram and Facebook by searching Stronger Mind, Stronger Youth and on Twitter at official underscore SMSY. Until next time, be well and love your children for they are a gift from the Lord.